Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's time to play like a jet. With your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen. Human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking in zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson! And it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown! Jones has just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately. He's got the handoff. You know who that's? The Q-inator. Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And we're going to talk about the draft, maybe throwing a little bit of free agency post-mortem with the Queen Bee over at Play Like a Jet. We don't get to hear from her as much because she's so busy right now in her new role with the Connecticut Sun, but I'm glad that she was able to take a few minutes. Kayla Pace. Kayla, what's up? How you doing, KP? How you feeling? Hey, Scott. I am so glad to be back on the podcast. Of course, you know, my new job is keeping me super busy and we have like a premiere party in our first game of the season on the weekend of the NFL draft. So clearly (laughs) they did not consult me before making this schedule. But um, you know what? It seems like it's our year because obviously as soon as that number four pick was called out, you're the first person I thought of (laughs) because how long have we been hyping up sauce? Yeah, we did it with JC Horn last year too, but the Jets obviously weren't in position to get him because he went in the top 10. But you and I have been talking about sauce since the college football season. And that's one reason why I really wanted to get your thoughts on what happened in the draft, because before you took the job with the Connecticut Sun, what some people may or may not know is that your literal job was to research college football and to watch college football. So you have a deep product knowledge 
of these players. And so let's start with Sauce. You and I were talking about him for, as you said, months and months and months and months. We said he was the best cornerback in the draft, and we said he was one of the best players in the draft. I think you could argue very credibly that he was probably the second best player in this draft after Aiden Hutchinson. Tell me your thoughts on Sauce, what you think made him so special, and why you really wanted him at number four for the Jets. Yeah, absolutely. So the thing I love about Sauce is that when he plays, your eyes go to him on the field. Like he is a lockdown guy, allowed zero touchdowns in college. I know we've all heard that stat by now, but um, he's a guy that I've had my eye on for multiple years watching him. Um, you know, working at CBS, you get some of the uh, American Athletic Conference games. Sauce is a guy that stood out from the beginning. I was beyond hyped when Cincy was in the college football playoff because I thought that was the perfect stage for him to get his flowers. Like, I thought that he deserved to be on that platform along with several other members of the Cincy secondary. But Sauce was the guy that I was like, he deserves to be there. Like, watching him play was always just like a highlight of my Saturday. And you know that, obviously, we talked about our, our J.C. Horn uh thing too but like the Jets have needed a top corner for a long time mm-hmm. and having a player like that um when you have such like a it, a surplus of like super athletic receivers right now in the NFL like there's a lot more big play guys that can that are on several several different teams right now than I feel like I can remember for a long time. Just like so many people that stand out in their playmaking abilities at receiver. And I think that you need to have a corner like that in today's NFL if you really have a shot of having an effective defense. And I understand that uh, Robert Sala's thing is like the big defensive line and being strong there. So it never even really gets to the corner. And like, that's a great strategy and all. And I like, I love what the Jets are trying to do and making that a strong point. But also, like, you need to have a corner. Like, eventually someone's going to get the ball off, and it can't be a 0% chance of stopping them. It can't be a 25% chance of stopping them. It's got to be higher than that. So Sauce is that guy for me. Um, I was so happy when Stingley went off the board before him. Um, I was really worried about ending up with him. I mean, I loved watching Derek Stingley for 2019 LSU, who didn't, but – I, since then, it just seemed like a flash in the pan to me. I think he's, that guy has big bust potential. And, like, again, I'm the kind of person – I'm not rooting for anyone to be a bust. But I that one made me way more nervous. Um, and so seeing that Sauce ended up at four and that was the guy they took. And all, honestly, like, I know me and you talk so much about we need a corner, we need a corner, we need a true number one. This is, like, this is our year to take one in the first round. I didn't think that that's the route they were going to go. There was a lot of chatter on Twitter or a lot of smoke screens and like there are every year, but um, it really seemed to me like they were not leaning that way based on a lot of the reporting that was being done. So um, it was a pleasant surprise to me. I think it was much needed. Um, It was exactly who I would have picked in that spot, but um, it was definitely a moment of excitement to finally have, because every year you have people you get attached to and Sauce was my guy this year, and we actually ended up with him. I don't think that's ever happened before. You, me, and Rich Eisen, Kayla. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After Sauce, of course, they went and got Garrett Wilson at number 10. Now, you and I talked about this. I think we were on the same page 
we would have preferred to wait for a wide receiver or make a trade for an established wide receiver. They tried to get Debo Samuel. That didn't work out. Before that, they tried to get Tyreek Hill. That didn't work out. They tried to get Calvin Ridley. That didn't work out. Ultimately, they grabbed Garrett Wilson. And as you said, there was a lot of reporting indicating that the Jets were not going to go corner at number four. We know that was a major smokescreen. There was a lot of reporting that the Jets were going to go receiver at 10, but most of the reporting seemed to center around the Jets loving Drake London, the receiver from USC. Now, doesn't matter because Drake London ended up going number eight anyway. However, it appears, based on everything that has come out, that the guy they wanted there, if they were going to pick a receiver, was Garrett Wilson. And if they didn't get Garrett Wilson in that spot, they were going to take Jermaine Johnson, who we'll get to in a little bit. So tell me a little bit about what your thought process was with these receivers. Again, you watch all these guys every Saturday. It was literally your job to do that. What did you think of Garrett Wilson? Did you think he was the top receiver? Would you have gone in a different direction? Um, so I think that I had two receivers in my head that I was really excited about to see translate into the NFL, um, one of which being Jameson Williams, who I think – um, I mean, he went, what, 12, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know he had the big injury. I really loved watching him play. I thought that he was probably the most talented receiver in the class. Um, and then my other favorite one, just to watch, not sure how his skill set will translate to the NFL. I'm sure he'll be fine. But Jahan Dotson from Penn State. Um, and that takes a lot for me to admit because I am not a Penn State girl. I do not like them. But I um, absolutely love watching Jahan Dotson. He was my favorite player, like my favorite receiver to watch in college football last year. I didn't like I was kind of hoping that maybe we would end up with um, a later round, like later first round pick um, like we did for Jermaine Johnson. But that pick would be a receiver. I'm more than fine with Garrett Wilson. Um, I would say that of all of like the major teams, like, Um, that were really good this year. Ohio State's probably one that I watched the least, but they always are constantly cranking out playmakers. Um, I, looking at Garrett Wilson's film, like I'm more than happy to see him suiting up for the Jets. Uh, I think he's going to be great. And I think that, like I said, kind of back when we were talking about uh, the issue of like filling the need at corner, um, there's so many guys that can translate well as receivers in the NFL now. Like there's just the pure like size, strength, athleticism, like these young receivers in the NFL are doing really, really well. So I don't think it's necessarily like um, most other positions where it's kind of a crapshoot. Like if a guy has the wide receiver ability, a lot of the times it's going to translate. And so I'm excited to see how Garrett Wilson does. Um, I think this is a time like the time for young wide receivers like this is where it's going to happen and every team is loading up and there's going to be a lot of opportunities for these guys to get touches and the Jets have a young core I think right now like the one I'm least excited about is Corey Davis Um, so it's it's interesting to see that because like what he's supposed to be the more veteran guy in the room but I want to watch the young guys play and I think a lot of teams have um, like a similar situation where the, the guys that they're hype around are the the Debo Samuels of the league that are like bringing something new, young, and different to the table. So I'm excited to watch him play. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. 
We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. At 26, the Jets traded up for Jermaine Johnson. And this is the player I wanted them to take at number 10. They went with Garrett Wilson. And what they said was if Garrett Wilson hadn't been there, Johnson was the player that they would have taken. And they watched him slide a little bit, and then they tried to trade up with every team from 15 on. Sounds like me with my draft simulators, because I would do that (laughs) when I was trying to trade up for Jermaine Johnson. Before the Senior Bowl, when you could get him on the draft simulators in the 20s, I would try and trade up for him. And I would finally land on like 25 and I would try with every team. My offer would get rejected. Then I'd move on to the next (laughs) team. And it seems like that's more or less what Joe Douglas did. But we've been talking about corner edge rusher, corner edge rusher, or edge rusher, corner edge rusher, corner. That's kind of what we were looking at. I know we were on the same page with that. So Mm -hmm. for them to get sauce at four, then get Garrett Wilson at 10 and think maybe the edge rusher dream was dead and then they go up and they get Jermaine Johnson. I was pumped. I'd imagine you were too. Yeah. So I was actually, I, I stayed at work um, and watched like four and 10. And I was like, all right, I'm going to try to get home in time um, just to see like the end of the first round. But I thought the Jets were done for the night. So I'm driving home from work. And my dad calls me. My dad was at like the Jets draft party. And he was like, Kayla, Kayla, they traded. And I was like, who traded what? (laughs) Um, So my dad explains to me the Jermaine Johnson trade while I'm like driving home um, from work. And I was like losing it. I was like, there's no way. Like, and so, of course, I assume that they traded 35 and 38. And then I saw we still had 38. I was like, Mm -hmm. how does Joe Douglas do this? Like, he (laughs) is the man. And like. I mean, Jermaine Johnson was somebody that I absolutely wanted to see on the team because I thought like the way I predicted that the draft board would fall in a similar way in terms of like if we didn't take sauce at four, he wouldn't be there. And so I obviously wanting sauce as my number one pick kind of had the same idea in mind where I was like, okay, Jermaine Johnson at 10, that'd be great. Or like, you know, just best best player or best edge player available at 10. That's what I was expecting to see. Um, 
But seeing that you could come away with a playmaker like Garrett Wilson and then still end up with Jermaine Johnson. I mean, it's crazy to me that he felt that far. I, I, that's one thing I truly do not understand, but not going to question it because somehow we ended up with just the most insane first round that I've seen from the Jets ever. Um, it was incredibly impressive. And I don't know how Joe Douglas does what he does, but he's very good at it. <laughs> Well, Kayla, they almost got four first round picks because they tried to trade back into the first round for a fourth time to grab Brees Hall, the running back out of Iowa State, weren't able to pull it off. Instead, they were able to get him at number 36. They jumped the Houston Texans. Everybody knew the Texans wanted Brees Hall at number 37. See, this is why Nick Casario has got to be a little sneakier the way Joe Douglas is and not let anybody know what he wants to do because it allowed Douglas to jump ahead of him for the mere cost of a fifth-round pick. Brees Hall, a player they had rated very highly. And this is another area that I've been pounding the table for because I feel like with Zach Wilson, the path to success is not just getting him the receivers that everybody's been talking about, but getting him a real big-time running back that can touch the ball 20 times a game, take that pressure off of him, allow him to manage the game, wear out the opposing defenses, keep the opposing offenses off of the field. I think it's going to do so much for Zach Wilson's development, having Hall and Carter together as a tandem. Both of them can also make plays out of the backfield in the passing game. I really believe that this is something that was necessary and it would be prudent for the offense. Mike LaFleur clearly felt the same way. They went out and they got Brees Hall. They wanted the top running back. They weren't going to settle for some mid-round guy. And so that's what they went out and did. And a lot of these analytics people seem to be questioning the move, but they question the Elijah Vera Tucker move. They're still trying to question the Elijah Vera Tucker move, whatever. They can sit there with their computer programs while you and I, Kayla, enjoy good Jets football and quality football players. So tell me what you thought when they went and got Brees Hall. Were you surprised that they went running back that early? Were you happy that they got Brees Hall? Because I know you've talked about having watched Iowa State a lot and seeing Brees Hall, and he really carried that Iowa State offense for Matt Campbell. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was definitely surprised to see the pick, um, but like in the best way. Like I was not picturing them going that route that early. I thought maybe it might be like a linebacker or safety or someone else to add to the defense, um, especially after getting that uh, Garrett Wilson pick. I thought maybe they would be like more trying to load defense after their struggles at the end of the year. But for me, Brees Hall. Okay, so one I tweeted this out about Brees Hall after he was picked, and I want to correct myself because I didn't give him nearly enough credit. Um, Brees Hall, I tweeted had had he was responsible for over a quarter of Iowa State's offensive yards last season. It is actually way closer to a third than a quarter. Um, when I did that math, I just forgot to even include his receiving yards. So that's on me. Got to give Brees Hall credit where it's due. He is like such an incredible weapon and like you know um Brock Purdy his quarterback at ISU got picked as Mr. Irrelevant which gave me a good chuckle because I think some of my um former colleagues at uh my old job would like to laugh that Brock Purdy like totally fooled people for a year is not in any way like a pro quarterback just not that good of a player so he had that one good season that helps I guess Iowa State gain that attention but then Brees Hall kept up that domination, even when the rest of the offense was kind of crumbling around him. So he was responsible 
I like 32 point something percent of their yards of offense last year. So you got to take, give him credit where it's due because anything that was produced by Iowa state was very much on his back. And I think that's a good sign transitioning to a team like the jets where we haven't had like that stud running back in a long time. I think that he was the best running back in this class, which like, I mean, did how many like players did we get that were the best at their position this year? I mean, debatably four of the five, I would say, Mm -hmm. I mean, it depends on who you ask, but like, it's pretty crazy. And like Brees Hall is definitely that guy. He's an awesome running back. I know people like to be, Oh, well don't take a running back too early. Yeah. I mean the jet, like fine, but the jets took three first round picks before that running back to them. That was already their fourth pick. I mean, I don't know how much longer they really need to wait. If there's a guy that you want, you go and get him. He's going to be an immediate impact player on this offense. And I mean, him and Michael Carter, I I can't wait to watch it. Like, Brees Hall's going to be able to go several downs. Like, he's not going to get tired. He's a workhorse. That is literally his resume, is showing how much he can put the team on his back and carry it if necessary. So if we need to have a game where 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 the Jets rely on the run offense, then cool. Like, now that's possible. Like, they can do that now. So I am super, super excited to watch him play. Um, it's again, it's one of those things where like looking at this draft and seeing which guys played in college and like every time they'd have a big game, like sauce or Brees Hall, like you're like, oh man, it'd be really cool to watch someone that like that play for the jets. And I feel like every year you're just like, oh yeah, like that was a nice thought while it lasted. And you watch these guys like fan out across the NFL, but like this year I'm going into this season, looking at multiple guys that were picked by the jets being like that's the one I wanted to watch. And like, that's, that's really cool. Never had that experience as a Jets fan before. And honestly, it's a rare experience, even when you're a fan of a really good team, because how often do you have the ability to come away with a draft hall like this? Like it, this is, this is really few and far between. And I think all Jets fans know that, but like the impact that's going to like, we're going to see just from this one class. I'm, I'm so excited. Kayla, the rest of the picks. Jeremy Ruckert, local kid from Long Island. It was his dream to play for the Jets as a child, and now he gets to live that dream. Max Mitchell, the offensive lineman from Louisiana. And Michael Clemens, the defensive end from Texas A&M. Again, it's your job to watch college football, so you know these guys a lot better than most. What do you think? Um, Well, I think that probably the most exciting thing for me for Jeremy Ruckert is that, I mean, he's a Jets fan. Like that's, that's <laughs> awesome. Like that's truly like talk about living out your dream. Like it's one thing to make the NFL. It's a whole other thing to play for the team that you've cheered for your whole life. So that's really, really cool. Watching his dad's reaction made me cry. I was like, this is great. And then also too, I know it's been the writing joke of my Twitter for the whole off season, but the Jets tight end revolution is in full swing <laughs> that that room looks entirely different And I'm really excited. Like, it seems like a strong point now. Um, There's lots of options, lots of talent. I mean, I, like, I remember thinking, like, when Chris Herndon had his, I don't know, couple games where he looked like he could be the future, and now he's literally vanished from the face of the earth. Um, Like, thinking, like, wow, look at Chris Herndon. When was the last time we had a good tight end? And, like, that was still not the case. Like, we still didn't have a good tight end. (laughs) So now it's, like, several options several guys out there who are going to get good reps and i'm excited to see that and like jeremy rucker is going to have a lot of opportunity to grow um in that offense 
with the other with the other tight ends in the building, like having those examples, those mentors, which again, you can't say for any Jets tight end for the last God knows how long. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not a math girl, but <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then as for uh, Max Mitchell, I mean, OL depth, always down for it. I love the Sun Belts, big fan. So Louisiana guy. Um, they're always a pretty solid team in the Sun Belt, and one of the, I mean, I know a lot of people like to poo-poo on small school football, but that's some of my favorite games, and uh, Louisiana is always a good team to watch, so that, that'll that'll be cool to have him on squad, um, and then also, you know, another SEC guy, I'm absolutely an SEC elitist, because, uh, you know, South Carolina, mm-hmm. but um I'm, I'm the annoying one who's like, oh, the SEC is the best conference no matter what. So um, getting those kind of caliber guys with the experience of playing against the Alabamas, the Georgias, the the South Carolinas, they'll throw them in there because they still have uh, NFL talent every year. But um, And they had more guys drafted than Clemson this year, but that is neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I think you have a lot of quality players coming into the, the room and the youth movement is huge for the Jets right now because as we know the way to the way to build a football team uh unless you're Sean McVay is get those young guys in at the same time get them all on cheaper contracts and hopefully by the time they've all matured a year or two in the league then they're a real contender and I think that that's what this draft is for them um compared with last year as well I mean like pair those two together and look look at what you've got I mean it's a entirely different roster I know the joke is that uh that ad that went around that was like Sam Donald in the front and like, uh, like that, that when they were standing in the triangle or something and like people were like crossing them off as the players left. Like, I mean, that is just so, so done, so gone, but that era wasn't successful and it was sad to watch it while it was happening, but it's cool now because it's a whole new era, uh, new coach, new squad. I think that, and like, I really do believe they got it right this time. And that's cool. Like, I've never truly felt that way before. I guess my only question mark now is the leap that Zach Wilson needs to take. But um, because, I mean, if he can't make that move, then the talent around him won't matter as much. But, I mean, we'll have to see where it goes. Kayla, since we haven't had a chance to talk after free agency yet, and this is our first opportunity to do it, I want to get your thoughts on free agency, too, while I have you. What do you think about the additions that were made? I know you were excited about, as you said, the tight end revolution. What about the other spots? Yeah, so um, as for free agency, I was really excited about the Lake and Tomlinson signing. I feel like guard was a position that definitely needed an upgrade on the line. Um, and I know Joe Douglas is not one to let the line go to the wayside. He's constantly trying to add, try new things put bodies in there that he thinks will make a difference. So that's great um, to see. Uh, Obviously, like you said, the tight end revolution, CJ Uzoma, I'm pumped about that. I mean, and from all accounts of what I've heard, CJ is also like an awesome dude. So like to have him just as like a part of the the locker room and the community, I think that's great. Um, There was, of course, the whole Braxton Berrios saga. Um, That was so fun to watch that all play out. And like, I feel like now uh, it's almost like, in a, in a way, been forgotten, but, like, I mean, he is a fan favorite, and to have him back there as, like, a really reliable dude that has always um, shown up and performed in the spot that they've asked him to, 
um, I think is great just for the morale of like, hey, like this is what it's like if you come here and you perform and you succeed, like we're going to keep you around. And like, that's the kind of culture that you want to build because the Jets have historically let a lot of homegrown talent go. So um, happy to have him in the building again. Uh, the Jordan Whitehead signing was exciting. Um, I was really hoping to get the Honey Badger, but uh, I mean, you can't win them all. But I think Jordan Whitehead is like a, a great deal for um, what the Jets need and what they were looking for. Um, and then, of course, the DJ Reed signing. Uh, I mean, I think that and it seems that he has said this on social media. He thinks he's uh, a first corner and like that's awesome. Like you want people in the building with that attitude like hey we're gonna go out there and compete and make each other better um and it's interesting how much the cornerback room has changed in this one offseason but again I think that's all a strength like I was happy with the performance of like Bryce Hall this past season that being said like I don't think I ever saw him as a guy that who's like was going to be a superstar um like I did ever saw him as a potential pro bowler but what a great guy to have on the defense that you know can go out there and execute when like you need another person. So I think that 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 was great that addition. Um, but yeah, I mean, brought Flacco back, like that's great. Uh, Solomon Thomas was another person that I was excited about, um, just because that 49ers defensive line that solid coach was so dominant, and I just think that having that vet presence um is always a good thing and you know he had that he had that big injury um but he's got what a one-year deal with us i think Mm -hmm. yeah so that's great come here show us what you can do um make make an impact be, be an impact player so to me um i think they filled a lot of gaps um i'm curious to see like looking ahead like what they're going to do um at linebacker um it's interesting how how this is all going to shake out on the defense but um i i think that already there's such a different team and like there's things that can be added on now that the draft is over there's depth pieces that could come into play but um i mean offense and defense it's gonna look totally different Kayla Pace, the queen bee over at playlikeajet.com, and now she works for the Connecticut Sun. So stop by Mohegan Sun, buy a ticket, go see the game, support Kayla and the team that she works for now. You'll enjoy the game too, plus you can maybe gamble at Mohegan Sun, whatever you want to do. Kayla, thanks so much for coming on, really appreciate it. I'm glad we were able to get this done and have a chat about the draft and the offseason in general. For those that want to follow you on social media, and for anybody that wants to see what you're doing with the Connecticut Sun and all that, tell them how they can do that. Looking forward to having you back in the fold once you sort of get your bearings with the new job and start doing Pace's Playbook again. Yeah, absolutely. So Twitter, I'm at KP underscore on underscore TV. And if you want to follow the Connecticut Sun, I'm doing all of their social media content. We have a really kick-ass team. And even if you're not super into the WNBA, we have some awesome stories that are being told, some really creative stuff that I'm like very proud of. So uh, if you want to support, feel free. If you're ever at Mohegan Sun, let me know. Um, And uh, I am really loving the job so far. Also, The Connecticut Sun season opener is this coming Saturday, May 7th at the Barclays Center against Mm. the New York Liberty. So I'll be there. I'll be covering the game. Um, If you've never been to a WNBA game before, now's the time. 
you see me walking around, I'll even stop and talk Jets with you. <laughs> Go check out the game and maybe talk some Jets with Kayla over at the Barclays <laughs> Center. Follow Kayla on Twitter at KP underscore on underscore TV. Make sure you check out everything we're doing at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from down under Luke Grant has got some fantastic All-22 breakdowns up, including the first All-22 breakdown I'm aware of of Max Mitchell, the offensive lineman from Louisiana. The Jets may have really gotten a bargain there in the fourth round. Luke breaks it down for you. So watch the videos and subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's teepublic.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, bless you, thank you shirt, the Zach Says Go Long shirt, the Zach the Ripper shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies, it's all there, tpublic.com, that's teepublic.com, and be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing, doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out, so if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful, and for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.